Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Yeah, so welcome again. Uh, welcome to Inside LA's uh, Sunday Sit here in Long Beach. Um, and again, my name is Casey, and the topic today is uh, Real Magic Part 2, Self-Transformation. Um, so a couple weeks ago, the last time I spoke, we went over um, same topic. Today's going to be more practice-oriented, uh, Real Magic. How many of you were there for that one? So quite a few. Um yeah, so today will be a little bit of review, and then we're going to jump into the actual practice. <clears throat> so first of all, um, what do I mean by real magic? Are we going to learn, like, card tricks? And stuff like that? Um, yeah, we're going to learn card tricks. <laughs> um, real magic, in, in this sense, is real transformation. When we look at the uh, enlightenment path, the path to enlightenment, we're looking at transformation, transforming our mind from delusion mind. Somebody's cell phone's on. Um, from delusion mind to clarity. And if we look at um, quantum physics and seeing that you know, everything is energy, but it manifests in all certain ways. We could see that everything is kind of a magical display, which is a, a word used quite often in um, in like Dzogchen, the magical display of material phenomena. So real magic is how can we tap into this basis of of materialization, external phenomena? What are the underlying aspects of creation? And how can we work with them to, one, clarify our own mind and assist others, which are kind of one and the same. So the intention that we go about this is extremely important because we can use these, these tools, if you will, this wisdom and knowledge, if you will, to kind of create more suffering and, and build more things that don't cause a sustainable, that are not the cause of sustainable well-being. A lot of these uh, techniques and tools are very common in the law of attraction field, although they don't really get into the basis of, of um, why those work, maybe. But if we're visualizing and, and putting forth our energy and concentration and affirmation for things that are just basic material um, material goods, homes, careers, things like this. This is just feeding into samsara, right? It's just more of the same, more of the things that are interdependent and they're impermanent and they're empty of inherent existence from their own side. So these things are not in any way reliable or sustainable. Nothing's wrong with them. It's just not sustainable contentment, reliable. So we're actually going to use these things for, um, we're going to start with character development, um, ethics, things like that. Uh, not as sexy as like how to get a million dollars, but um, maybe more fulfilling in the long run. So we spoke a couple of weeks ago about some of these underlying aspects which we're going to be working with. One is Akasha and the other one's creative mind. So the Akasha, again, is the building blocks. And it's a Sanskrit word usually translated to space, but actually it's more than that. It's the building blocks of creation. So you think that all of manifestation has to, it's like the screen or the canvas, if you will. It's the stuff that visualized images can be projected onto and with enough will and enough energy manifestation takes place upon it. So this energy is, we can call it creative mind, 
A creative mind itself is a mixture of like imagination, will, and prana. So it's easier to think of this maybe more of um, the feminine and masculine. Akasha is seen as the feminine and creative mind the masculine. So in a way, this Akasha is impregnated with a vision infused with or comprised of imagination infused with will and energy so you could take this like let's say the real magic of somebody like Sai Baba how many of you are familiar with Sai Baba so he's kind of controversial but he's um, an Indian saint who is very famous for manifesting things right out of the ether I've actually known a few friends of mine, one in particular that spent a lot of time with Sai Baba and saw this in person quite often. And he'd wear sleeveless shirts and whatnot and he would manifest things right out of the... He would just manifest them all the time. It's very common for him to do these things. And of course, people thought, why are you doing that? If you're really enlightened, you wouldn't be just doing magic tricks. <laughs> like, just manifesting things out of the ether. So... Yeah, it's controversial why you would do these things. But let's just say if this was the case, let's say he would project right onto the ether a vision of whatever he wanted to manifest and with will and concentration and prana infuse that with enough energy to actually turn into a manifestation of something. Now, we see this, we're doing this all the time. This is not magic. Have you ever seen yourself um, focus on something in your life, um, positive or negative? And it, when it gets infused with enough will, a lot of times it's easy to see in other people where you see them kind of really just think about something long enough where it becomes true. Yeah, either negative or positive. So we're doing this all the time. And we're manifesting all the time. Yeah. So, what we're using here as far as the tools of, of um, or this kind of more of the spiritual meditation tools, of, is concentration. If we could hold something in our frame of mind with enough focus, single-pointed concentration, this is one of the most valuable tools, right? We have to know exactly what we want and be able to hold that into our awareness. The second piece is prana or pranyama. This is the energy, right? The energy. Um, how many people are familiar with pranyama or prana, right? Most of us. So prana, it's also called chi in Chinese, Japanese, ki, call it life force. Um, you know, we say um, this is the actual uh, energy that fuels all things. That's kind of underlying energy of all things is this chi. It's, it's everywhere. It's in everything. There's also a very powerful um, concentration of prana in our own subtle body. So our subtle body is comprised of the, the chakras and the meridians and the nadis. And if we look at acupuncture, you know, they work on this, this subtle body, right? So this a powerful concentration of prana called kundalini. Many of you are familiar with kundalini, maybe do kundalini practices. So to stir the kundalini, when we have the infusion of the kundalini, the serpent power they call it because it's coiled up in the base of the spine, when we have this prana to our, our, at our disposal mixed with the creative mind of visualization, and concentration, this prana can be infused into something manifested. So we're going to work with some pranayama exercises today. And then we're going to actually do a practice of focusing this energy. And we're going to focus on creating a um, character trait. That we want to develop. So this is what we're going to be using it for. Now, as I mentioned, there's lots of different pranayama exercises, and 
some of the most powerful have to do with this Kundalini energy. We're not going to start there. We're actually going to do something um, a little bit different. Now, prana is everywhere. It's in the air that we breathe. You could see prana. If you walk outside, you can maybe... Actually, a day like this is quite nice. Maybe have, anyone, have you ever noticed that if you look out to the sky, if you just stare and just do sky gazing, you ever notice that there's these little lights in the air? Have anyone ever noticed this? I wish I could take you all outside right now because you all see it. Maybe before we leave today, we'll all go walk outside. It's phenomenal. If you just open your gaze, you can actually see it in the room too. This is a little bit more practice, especially light coming in. It, I call it like prana rain. You can actually see it. It's, I don't know if you've ever seen this phenomena, but it's almost like it's like raining light. I don't know. But if you if you just do sky gazing, in your awareness, you're gonna or in your actually in your vision, you're gonna see these little lights start to appear. They're tiny. And they're everywhere. And they get really close. They're everywhere. This is the prana in the air. There's prana in our food, right? There's prana in our bodies, like we're made of prana, right? But there are a lot of obstacles in that. In our subtle body, our chakral, chakral system, it's not very clear, not very clear and clean. So it's like a stream. So prana could is is trying to enter us all the time, even through the pores of our body, through the air we breathe, the food we take. And when we practice meditation, these channels begin to open. And as these channels begin to open, more energy is felt through the body. And more of the debris within the body is cleared away. So we're going to do a practice, a pranayama practice, very simple. So first thing that when we look at the manifestation of prana is energy follows will. Energy follows will. Say it one more time. Energy follows will. We can look at it in our own body. How do you move your finger? Right? Energy follows will. So you will your finger. Now, if you, anyone have ever had an injury where it was very difficult to move, you could visualize this. Let's say you, had an, you, know, you broke your arm. Your arm was like in a sling for a long time. And then... You had to do physical therapy, and it was really hard. What would you do? You'd will it to move, right? You'd will it. Energy follows will. Then you'd will it to move, and it would move, right? Energy follows will. Energy is everywhere, right? So we're going to do, um, this is sometimes called the living battery of prana. So yogis spend a lot of time doing this, the living battery of prana. So what it is, we're going to inhale. We're going to inhale the prana. Now you could inhale prana. This is like really common in like Kundalini Yoga. You could inhale prana into each chakra, right? And then you could expel. You could you could breathe it in and then breathe it out. And you could energize each chakra, each center. You could energize the bones in your body, right? We're going to do a very kind of simple practice here, just because we want to get to other things. We're going, to inter we're going to energize the whole body at, at one time. We're going to inhale, and we're going to visualize that the prana is coming through the pores in our skin. The pores in our skin. So we're going to inhale, and as you inhale, you're going to visualize prana, which is everywhere, just coming into your being. Yeah? And then as you exhale, you're going to visualize your entire being getting brighter, getting stronger. Right? Almost like a big light bulb. Right? So this light infused. So you're going to breathe in, inhale, and then you're going to exhale, and the entire being getting brighter inside. So go ahead and take a comfortable seat. Now, it's actually quite nice if your feet can become close together, just close, and actually your hands are gonna to be touching, you're creating somewhat of a circuit, so the prana is not gonna be able to leave anywhere, so you're a closed circuit of energy, so your feet are touching, your hands are touching, 
So the first thing to do is let's generate a little bit of bodhicitta, setting our intention. Setting our intention that this is for the benefit of all beings. Recognizing that we're all interconnected. That everything that we do for ourselves somehow, some way affects all beings. Generating some compassion that know that there's a lot of suffering in this world. And that if we could free ourselves from a little bit of suffering, we could then learn how to free others from suffering. May all beings be happy and free from suffering. Breathing in, I know that I am breathing in. I'm breathing out, I know that I am breathing out. I'm in awake and aware. Starting by drawing your awareness to the breath itself. And just noticing the sensations caused by the movement of breath. And you can do so at the abdomen. Noticing the rise and the fall of the abdomen. And then you're collecting your concentration here. And you might have to ramp up some of your, your will, your effort, your commitment. Allowing the mind to get more and more focused. Resting the mind in the abdomen, watching the body breathe itself. No need to change the breath in any way. And then when you're ready, at your own pace, with a long, deliberate breath, you can inhale, and as you do so, visualize energy, this prana, life force, vitality, entering into your body and entering into your subtle body, your energetic body, and filling up the entirety of your being. with this strength and vibrancy. And you could visualize this as a light, an intelligent divine light. And as you exhale, 
this energetic light gets brighter and brighter. And between the inhalation and exhalation, it's nice to pause, maybe two to three seconds, allowing that light to fill your being. And then exhaling, growing brighter, stronger. Inhaling goodness, inhaling vitality, inhaling life force. Growing brighter and brighter on each exhalation, feeling stronger. Every cell of your being is vibrating with this light. Focus, be strong in mind. You are a living battery of prana. And if you feel like your body is filled up with this light sufficiently, you can simply rest for a few moments, feeling this newfound energy coursing through your being. Sit with the clarity of mind.
case. So we're just going to kind of keep this energy. We're just going to add a little piece and we're going to go back and do it again. All right, so next we're going to practice um, some character development. Um, maybe just to kind of stir our imagination. Maybe just popcorn style. Um, anyone name a negative um, character trait or mental attribute? Greed. Greed, okay. What's the opposite of greed? Generosity. Okay, generosity. What's another one? Aversion. Aversion. What's the opposite of aversion? Loving kindness. What else? Acceptance. Impatience. Impatience. What's the opposite of impatience? Patience. Patience, yeah. What's another one? Judgment. Judgment. What's the opposite of judgment? Kindness. Kindness or non-judgment. Sloth and torpor. Yeah, laziness. Yeah, I'll put procrastination. I'm a master, <laughs> master procrastinator myself. What's the opposite of sloth, torpor, laziness, procrastination? Engagement. Perseverance. 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 Energy. Energy. Like go-getter attitude, you know self-initiating or self-starting what else interest what was that interest interest oh oh, the, oh okay i get you yeah interest so what's another negative um anger, anger. The opposite of anger equanimity. equanimity good okay maybe two more Fear, a great one. It's the opposite of fear. Courage. Courage. Faith. Perfect. Faith. Courage, faith, love. Yeah. Pride. What's that? Pride. Pride. And the opposite of pride? Humility. Humility. Okay, so this next exercise. We're going to use a little bit of self-awareness mixed with compassion for yourself and non-judgment. So we're going to look in, a little bit of self-awareness. And if you're a human being, some of those negative ones resonated with you, right? All of us, we all have those tendencies. So you could tap in and look at one of those that you want to work on. And it could be ones we've mentioned or it could be... One we didn't say, we didn't say like jealousy or envy, those are ones that just came to mind, right? So you just be aware of that and then forget about that and think of the opposite. Right, so let's say um, we had fear and we had courage, right, or love. I'll just take courage for now as an example. So if we have fear, say if you, if you notice that there's fear arising in your life, then you think of courage and you visualize yourself being courageous, filled with courage. So how this is going to work, well, it's front, front generation. So you visualize yourself outside of yourself, right? Epitomizing courage, whatever that looks like to you. And allow that creative mind, allow this creative mind to engage, but do not waver. This is not thinking. You're not thinking, da 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 da. I mean, there's a thought involved and whatnot, but you're not mirandering, you're not wandering, right? So you're trying to condense, have a really condensed view of just courage and what this looks like. So, and it's gonna maybe take a little bit of time 
to just to be to really focus in on that. But don't think about, oh, I met that woman. She was really courageous back when I was seven. Boy, I wish I could be like that. Where did she live? Mississippi. I really want to go to Mississippi. Mississippi is really, oh, it's probably hot right now. It's summertime in Mississippi. And I don't like the bugs. There's a lot of bugs. You know what I mean? So not like this. So I have to be careful. Do you want like a static image? No, no, you could actually visualize yourself doing things that are courageous. Okay. It could be very active, but just stay within that energy. Okay. Yeah. And energy is a big part of this. You want to feel yourself like, what is that? How does it feel? So try to get very, very engaged. All the senses. Like, how does it feel within your being? Right? What's it look like? All of this. So it can be very visceral. Yeah? And then you could project yourself into that scene. So... And then as this, this visualization happens, we're gonna do the pranayama first, right? We're gonna, we're gonna generate the pranayama, right? And then you're gonna visualize this scene, and then you're gonna empower that visualization with your prana. With this energy, so you're gonna do the energy first, then you're gonna do the visualization. At some point, you'll be able to do them both at the same time, kind of this, and then, the third step, and I'm going to kind of go through it and guide it. The third step is to infuse this vision with your prana. It'll be kind of the entirety of you. Your whole being will be infusing this vision. Yeah? Okay. No questions before we get started? I'll guide it through. Is that okay? All right. Relaxed effort, letting everything in, letting everything out. Waking up awareness, I know that I'm here, that I'm breathing. And I'm doing this with the right intention, with compassion for all beings, myself included. Take a few relaxing breaths, breathing in, breathing out. And then with this intention, engage your effort your commitment to the practice to stay focused. And then proceed at your own pace, your pranayama exercise, inhaling, visualizing all of the vitality and vibrancy and energy to move through this skin the pores of your skin and illuminate the entirety of your being on the inhalation and exhaling becoming stronger and brighter with each breath For those of you not connecting your hands, please connect your hands and your feet.
staying focused. Your entire body, every cell of your being is vibrating with the life force of all creation. subtly switching your visualization from the generation of prana to visualizing yourself seated out before you in your mind's eye and thinking thinking of a quality that you would like to develop become stronger. Give yourself a few moments to think of what this quality, what quality you want to choose. So visualize yourself embodying this quality. You could put yourself into that scene. If you like, in actions and words. In feeling. visualize yourself almost like you're watching yourself on a movie screen doing these things or you can embody them
and then finally infusing this vision. So you can use an affirmation here as well and infusing it. So whatever that quality is, just add an I am, I am patient, I am loving, I am courageous, and infusing that vision and just sending it out from your, the entirety of your being with this prana, with this will, infusing it on the ankasha. Not as a hope or a dream, but as a reality. I am. Everyone's transformed. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> so easy. We're done. <clears throat> All right, how was that? I worked with courage and. Mm. I think I'd be interested to pick um, something else in the future, like non-judgment, because it feels very, sort of very obvious, very natural to sort of collect energy and put it towards courage. Mm -hmm. There's something obvious about that, but I think I'd, I'd like to try next time collecting energy and putting it into non-judgment. I would like that, if anyone did that. Wants to share what that is like. <laughs> <laughs> this is so different. Yeah. I did sympathetic joy, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. I really started to feel like, my goodness, being joyful for other people is making me so joyful. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, being non-judgmental as well, but uh, just experiencing the joy of somebody else's joy. I found it. Because, you know, being jealous and whatever is, is a trait that I don't like about myself. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I started off thinking that patience would be a quality, and then it changed immediately to calm, and then I remembered that 
all that is is a way for me to get to what is really important, which is loving. And uh, it presented itself as just remember. Uh, I read a card that I had sent to my mother when I was in my 20s. I've gone through the things. Man, did I love her. There's <laughs> so much I love you. You're such a wonderful woman. And I'm thinking that there was a lot of my life where I forgot that. So my the energy is I remember. Mm. Thank you. Um, tolerance mm. and um, I just would say I'd like to I am more tolerant, passionate and listen to others in a loving way and I visualize myself with actual people, loved ones in my life um, going through it like a scenario of being more tolerant towards them mm -hmm. How'd that feel? Felt really good? It's good to note how this feels. Yeah, this, this is kind of off topic, but not. It's like motivation's always really hard to meditate and everything, but to notice, it's always good to remind ourselves, like that felt really good. Like, you know, when we want to do other stuff other than meditate, think, but when I do it, I feel really good. And like afterwards, like an hour later, two hours later, remind yourself that felt really good. That felt really good. Like when we do, when we meditate and stuff. So one thing, I've, I've done a similar type of, uh -huh. um, of this before and on another brochure. And what I, I noticed is <clears throat> there's almost a change in frequency in the way, you know, it, it seems, but it just seems like everything, even, even with I just did encourage, but I'd also done one while on equanimity, and it, it felt with both of those practices, it, it, I felt my body was just getting in a more of a cohesive frequency. It's just a mm -hmm. so that these positive that there's a frequency that's the same even if they're different concepts. And I mm -hmm. don't know if I'm getting too out there, but I just felt like you know when you're saying it felt good. It's it's a similar regardless of, of whether it's sympathetic joy or whatever. They just mm -hmm. feel. Very similar in how they affect the energy the, of my body, and mm -hmm. I, I just I don't know. It feels good. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, HeartMath has done some really cool. It's a company called HeartMath. They've done studies with they call it coherence right. with these rhythms, so right. the body all coming together with when we meditate. Dispensa is everything. Somebody I've been reading about this coherence mm -hmm. of the energy and. So, yeah, the biorhythms of our body are mental and physical and all these different rhythms of the body come together. So, you could have that similar taste. The way you described it, sort of from a physiological standpoint, I think is has a sort of embedded uh, gem in it. I, I, I think it's important not to sort of beat ourselves up when we're thinking about character traits that we want to, to develop because it sort of goes counter to to development. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, thinking about it in terms of more like something that, that is there already that you're sort of amplifying or getting on that frequency and, and sort of inviting back into your life, I think is, is really true. Yes, it's really important good to emphasize that. Like, I guess I be, when we begin, so you're moving in with compassion, with non-judgment, um, thinking of the opposite, you know, so just using that awareness, that self-awareness just enough to say, yeah, I want to work on that. And then going straight to the, the positive. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They started with courage. And um, it, it sort of, what happened is it morphed into press. Mm. And it just, it evolved into that. But what was beautiful about it is it felt very much like a wilted plant that, <laughs> just kept getting lifted up. Mm, mm -hmm. So it was very embodied for me. Very, very embodied. Grateful. Thank you. Thank you very much.
So thank you all so very much for coming. Um, I will write up um, a summary, although the talk will be posted as well. I will write up a summary, kind of combining the last couple. Um, I didn't get it out for this last newsletter, um, but I'll just combine you know, what we did today and what we talked about last time. The third phase of this will be more focus on the concentration um, tools and also uh, different pranayama tools that we could use. Um, and then we always have to, to throttle in our intention, right intention, right view, uh, loving kindness practices all the time. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.